feel the heat of the game. The crunching tackles, the near misses and diving headers. Feel the drive from the sidelines. Feel the passion of your captain. Feel the celebrations. Feel the last-minute heartache. And the penalty save that changes everything. Feel the heat of the game from the comfort of your own home with OPC Energy Limited. For more information on boiler servicing and maintenance, visit opc-ltd.uk. I'll mention one guy and I've mentioned him plenty of times in that show I thought Stephen Davis again yeah. was uh, phenomenal I think the reality is that nobody's going to touch the Celtic job just now I mean the body language on the pitch I don't see anybody stepping up and driving any other people and when they can see the goal nobody's getting around them and saying right let's go on the offensive I can't put my finger on it myself but it's just something's not right The Goal Radio Football Show With Paul Cooney Craig Moore and Stephen Cregan With OPC Energy Limited The Renewable Energy Specialists Call 08 08 17 17 700 Let's go so, seven games to salvage the season. The Celtic board back Neil Lennon for the cup final and into the new year, the derby with Rangers at Ibrox. And then they say progress will be reviewed early in 2021. Is that a show of support for the manager or is it the countdown on seven games to go? Stephen Craigan, how did you view that last night? We gave you the news that was coming. The board sticking with him, at least meantime. I quite like it. You know, I think the easy option would be to to bow to the supporters and you know the the disappointment the upset the anger and just get rid of them but you know to show loyalty which there isn't a lot of in football nowadays I think the statement gives some clarity to supporters to the media to the players to everybody involved so well done Dermot Desmond and Peter Lowell that's Stephen Craig in the former Northern Ireland and Motherwell star who's with us every Tuesday night and so to our new signing recently Craig Moore the former uh, Australian star and Rangers and Crystal Palace Craig is it time to get the bunting up around Ibrox get ready for the, the championship it's coming back there or is it too soon well like I said they've started off ever so well they really have but um Trophies are not handed out at this stage of the season. Uh, and I think Stephen Gerrard has been very clear from day dot in terms of um, stay humble, be respectful of your opponent, take it game at a time. They're very happy where they'll be placed just now. Ready for the calls tonight, guys? 0808 17 17 700. It's been red hot, uh, as you would imagine in recent times. Celtic fans, what do you reckon? This is what's happening, at least seven games with Neil Lennon. And uh, for Rangers, well, 25 games unbeaten. What about James Tavernier? How many goals now? 16, 16. goals. Uh, the good news keeps coming for Rangers fans. Can that change? That's what Celtic want to know. The fans don't seem to think it was Stephen Craig and do they? And last night, uh, Leanne Crichton on this show was also saying who would want the Celtic job at the moment given it's the 10 in a row season Listen, Celtic are a huge football club, they're going through a difficult spell at this moment in time, I think the hardest time to take the Celtic job was when Neil Lennon took over from Brendan Rodgers mm -hmm. when the team were flying high the only way he would be judged and people would talk about him or, or the only way he'd make headlines is if he didn't continually keep winning trophies because at that stage the club and the team were used to winning trophies Celtic are in a little bit of a low at the minute. Um, there will be plenty of people around the world would love to manage a club like Celtic Football Club. Whether they're going well, whether they're struggling, who knows. There's also an opportunity in the summertime to maybe revamp the squad. There's a four or five players out of contract in the next 18 months. There's two or three players uh, coming towards the end of their Celtic time just because it's ran its course. So there's lots of room for movement. You, you know, there's not very many clubs you go to and you think you've got a 50-50 chance of winning a, a league title. 
and that's what you've got at Celtic. So any manager would want to come rebuild their career, make their career kick on. So just because they're having a tough time doesn't mean to say Celtic aren't an attractive proposition. They certainly are. Craig Moore, what would you say to that? Yeah, no, I definitely uh, agree, uh, Craig. I mean, Celtic are a huge football club. Uh, I have no doubt they'll have um, numerous coaches that would love to, to have that opportunity. Uh you know, Celtic have also come out strong and, and, and shown support behind Lennon, which I also rate. I think that's a, that's a positive. Um, they'll also be giving themselves, I guess, a little bit of time um, to maybe go through a process for potentially what I think a lot of people knew potentially what was going to happen next season. I mean, you know, Lennon hopefully was, was going to achieve 10 in a row. And look, it's not off the table, but there's some work to be done. But I think the reality is next season, Celtic were probably looking at bringing somebody else anyway, uh, yeah. in anyway. So that process would have already started. You know him well. Um, how must it be for Neil Lennon at the moment? It must be tough. You know, every radio phone in, every newspaper, yeah. the television. Uh, and you've did you have tough times at Rangers oh, first time round? Did I have tough times? Yeah. Well, for 12 or 15 months, you know, like I, I was playing... Um, trying, trying my hardest, giving your all, but uh, you know, probably wasn't seemed to be to to be good enough at that time at, at Rangers. And it's look, it's not a nice feeling. Uh, Neil Lennon, no, no matter where he turns at the moment, there's the um, you know there's there's not great comments coming out about what's happening at the football club and you know how uh, he needs to be able to turn things around. And you can be as strong as you like, um, but it does hurt. Uh, yeah. And the only way you can put it right, the only way is by getting in, giving it your all, um, and you just need that one spark, that one performance to get on a run. But the unfortunate thing for Celtic, Craig, so I think we've been talking about mm. that possibility or a spark yeah. for some time now. Yeah, well, we have. It's funny, I stood here two weeks ago and we spoke to Rob and Celtic had won two and eight. I said, if that doesn't change, you'll be in trouble. We stood last week and it was two and ten. Yeah. It's now two and twelve. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. you know, it's going the other way. But it's interesting because there was talk this morning that Dermot Desmond had given Neil Lennon a personal phone call just to reassure him. Mm -hmm. So I can imagine when Neil picked up his phone <laughs> and Dermot Desmond's number came up, he must yeah. have thought, this is me. This is me. This yeah, is the yeah. phone call I've been dreading. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure Neil felt an awful lot better today about himself yep. after having the phone call, getting the reassurance, getting to know that he will get more time to try and turn things around, to try and change things around because it also clears it up for the media because every press conference he's been in, they've been saying, what about your job? Are you going to walk away? And he fully understands those guys have to ask those questions and it's tough questions mm -hmm. and the players aren't immune to criticism. I mean, the sad thing is the players are having to go out of Celtic Park under a police escort. Yeah. Now, that's not something that they will look at and think, this is not you know, what should be going on with yeah. our club. So they're not immune to what's going on. So some clarity for them to think, he's going to be the manager. He's yeah. in charge. There's been a grey area over the past few weeks that mm -hmm. people continually asking. The supporters now know what's happening. It doesn't mean to say they'll be happy, they'll be pleased. Mm -hmm. I imagine they'll still want to go to Celtic Park and protest. They want change. Yeah. And they will continually be there. And I think they've got three of their next four games in the league at home, plus at home to Leland Thursday. I expect some sort of presence. And I, th I think also, that this, and it must, must play a role. You know, if Celtic were to, to sack Neil Lennon, for example, Normally there's a payout involved, so financially that, that, that comes at a cost. And then Celtic come across a little bit desperate in terms of needing to get the, the next manager in place. And, and I think also that costs money and probably more so because of their position. So I, I think they've probably made the, the right call. 
um, you know, to be thorough, to go through a process, and in the meantime, hopefully Neil Lennon can turn it around at Celtic. They said the board has come to the conclusion that our collective objective is best served by continuing to support Neil Lennon and his team as they seek solutions for those challenges. The board continues to work closely with Neil and his team to support them as they seek to do so, and progress will be reviewed in the new year. Mm. Um, I think that's the line that people, but that, yeah, I think in the real world, it's not going. It's a results-driven business, which Neil Lennon yeah. has said continually. And uh, Craig's, you know it. Everyone listening to this knows, knows it. it. Yeah, exactly. So what the what that tells us is you'll get between now and the old firm game on yep. the second of January. Yep. If Celtic have, you know, if Rangers gap continues to widen, yep. if they win the old firm game on the second of January, and it looks all but Rangers are going to be title mm-hmm. winners. Mm-hmm. You'd imagine Celtic then would think to make the change, allow someone to come in, to assess the squad over the next four or five months, understand who's out of contract, who wants to sign, offer contracts, see what direction they want to go in, give someone a chance to get their feet under the table to try and prepare for next season and put plans in place. If not then, and they're doing yep. well, then he stays in the job. The next seven matches, Lille, as you mentioned, on Thursday at home, and remember how well they played against Lille, what, six or seven weeks ago? Over there, Kilmarnock at home on Sunday in the league. Hearts in the cup final, they could win a quadruple <laughs> treble. Will we say that again? Four trebles in a row. Um, it's phenomenal. They could if they beat Hearts. Ross County at home on December the 23rd. Hamilton away on the 26th, the Boxing Day match. Dundee United at home on December 30th. And then Ibrooks, Rangers, January the 2nd. Celtic fans, what do you think? Rangers fans, give us a call. 0808 17 17 700. Paul Cooney with Stephen Cragen and Craig Moore and you. We're here with OPC Energy Limited. In the second hour, guys, they're beginning to look a wee bit nervous uh, because there's a competition Oof. for you. Yeah, A chance to play a four ball at Mar Hall. Not well. for us, but for uh, <laughs> our listeners. So that'll be in the second half of the programme tonight. So it's a great competition. Craig, do you love your, your golf? I do. Yeah. I I was always better in the second half, Paul, so that suits me right down to your tea. I like that. I like the second half. Motherwell fans are telling us that as well. Um, what about yourself, Craig? Yeah, my, my handicap is golf. Um, yeah, not, not great, but I, I like getting out every now and then. All right, give us your calls now uh, on the situation at Celtic and Rangers fans as well, because they are, well, seemingly unstoppable at the moment. Last night we said, is it almost uh, time to call the title? Of course it's far too early. Yeah. I guess the question is, does anyone see Rangers slip up? Are there, is there anything there? that it could is going wrong at the moment it's not clearly uh, Stephen Gerrard um, he has got a well drilled machine there we're going to hear from Stephen Gerrard a wee bit from Neil Lennon too and we're going to hear from Stevie Clark because yep of course we're going yep. to the Euros and I wonder if that's going to help us now Stephen on the way <laughs> to the World Cup qualifiers yeah. because it was a decent draw wasn't it we gave it last night live in the programme Denmark mm-hmm. Austria Israel Faroe Islands and Moldova mm. well first and foremost the national team are in a good place at the minute. So you want as many competitive games. You want the World Cup qualifiers to come round quick because the squad's vibrant, the squad's buoyant, everybody's together, lots of good noises coming out, lots to look forward to. Although 2021 is going to be a busy international year for them. When you consider there's going to be 10 qualifiers, I think Steve Clark probably would have prepared a five-team group so you only have eight games whereas yep. a six-team group yep. means you have ten qualifying games so you have a triple header in March and you have a triple header in September mm-hmm. you know and, and, and triple header competitive games are tough unless yep. your squad yep. are right at it plus you've got the, the Euros 
three games you've double header in, I think October double header November for the World Cup qualifiers you'll have some pre, uh, pre-Euro pre games you have the Euro games mm-hmm. you could have as many as 15 or 16 internationals next year mm-hmm. so that's a wow. big ask as well as players club commitments Domestic, yeah. it's Domestic. going to be condensed for a few seasons yet as we try and catch up from the coronavirus outbreak but ultimately it's a group Scotland will look at and think we have a chance of finishing in the top two either automatic yeah. qualification or worst case scenario a playoff yeah no I agree and I also think with the amount of games that you touched on there Craig's that there's going to be 15-16 internationals it also I think gives fringe players uh, and other other players the opportunity mm. that maybe you know that we've, we've spoken about um, to, to, to know that if they have a, a good six to nine months that there could be that involvement they could make that breakthrough uh, the group, you know, Denmark for me are, are very formidable. You, they've got some fantastic players. Uh, Braithwaite's doing well at Barcelona, scoring goals now. Uh, Ericsson we know about. Hoiberg, Schmeichel, uh, Poulsen and Leipzig. They've, they've got a great squad. Uh, Australia played them in the, in the World Cup in, in 2018 as well. So very, very well organised. Austrian team, a German coach, and a lot of German players, yeah, well, German play, base players. Play sorry, you know, yeah. so yeah. we so we know how good we know how good that is. How, um, how well structured they'll be. Listen, I've watched them twice. I watched them in October and November against Northern Ireland. They were really rigid, strong. Yeah. Uh, David Alaba plays yeah. for Bayern sure. Munich. Yeah. Listen, oh. he played centre half, left back, right wing, left wing, centre midfield, and he could play off the front. <laughs> he, he played them all in two games. He was terrific. He was honestly, he was absolutely terrific. So, Arnautovic. Another one he's playing yes. in China at the minute. Yes. He came off the bench. A little he, bit temperamental. He is, a little bit temperamental, a bit of a character, he's but a has player. some quality. Proper has player some as well. Serious well, you quality. two know your stuff. So let's hear from Stevie Clark about the group we're in. I think it's a decent draw. I wouldn't be getting too carried away because obviously Denmark and Austria are really difficult teams. They're both above us for a reason. They've been consistent over the last few years. The Israelis we know are dangerous. The last game we played, we lost 1-0 to Israel. If you put those four teams together, hopefully we can we can all think about taking points off each other, which will make an interesting group. And we got a bit of humour from the manager. I was thinking that we'll all be speaking Hebrew pretty soon. It's just one of these strange quirks of fate that, that we're drawing against Israel again. Personally, and, and I've mentioned it quite a lot, I think they're a really good team. And it's why I say that if you look at the, the four top seeds in the group, I, I think every team is, is probably capable of taking points off every other team, which should make for a a really interesting and hopefully exciting uh, qualifying campaign for all the teams involved in the group. And Stephen, we've got a young squad, haven't we? Mm-hmm. I mean, he's going to have to pare it down for the Euros. That'll be tough to leave some, was it four players out of the 27 that we had? Uh, but there's others coming in. Billy Gilmer, for mm-hmm. example, who'll be playing for Chelsea yeah. in Champions League tonight. Well, it's interesting because three of the World Cup qualifiers happened before the Euros. Yeah. Yeah. So we yeah. can probably name a squad of 28, 29, maybe for the for the treble header in, uh, in March. Yet he may have to go to six or seven of those guys and say, listen, I can't take it to the Euros. So mm-hmm. it, it, it's a balancing act. Of course, you'll have injuries. You'll People have off form. You'll have pe- you know people not playing. So it's certainly a balancing act for him. But, you know, he will be happy with the draw. I think, you know, he said it himself. It'll be tight. It'll be compact. What you want when you're in a, a group stage of Euros or World Cup qualifiers, you need to get off to a fast start. It's the one thing Scotland did in the Nations League. They picked up 10 points out of their first four games, yep. didn't they? So it puts you on the front foot, Confidence. which means you can drop a little bit. There's nothing worse than having to chase continually in a group and yeah, you a yeah. slow start. Yeah. So I think a good start in March would also kick them well into the Euros, thinking, yeah. you know, we've won more games, we're vibrant again, we really can push on. So there's lots of things to look forward to.
Looking forward to it. Qatar, of course, if we get there. Craig, going to give us some of your memories, World Cup memories. You played with distinction with Australia. Yes. So, yeah, give us a wee insight. You always do when you're in. Uh, yeah. yeah. Now, look, I was very fortunate to, to play in a couple. Uh, 2006 World Cup in, in Germany was, was a fantastic uh, World Cup. Um, and, and we actually we done quite well. We managed mm. to progress through the the, the group stage with a, a final game in the group against Croatia. We had a lot of the Croatian heritage boys in our in our side as well. So it was a fantastic match. Um, Croatia were ranked five at the time in the world. Yep. Um, we went through to the to the round of sixteen. And unfortunately, um, went down to a late penalty to, to Italy, who who went on to win the the World Cup. Yep. So you know we we speak about international football and sometimes the the margins between success and mm. failure at mm. that level they're, they're they're so small but look it was a it was a great experience we had a group of players that were between that 28 32 so they were they were, oh. they were at a level they were playing at good clubs uh, a great squad like like mates yeah. uh, you know we yeah. grew, grew up together so wonderful wonderful experience and Stephen, you've loved uh, your international career yeah. as well with Northern Ireland. Didn't get to the finals, a bit like Scotland, but you played in many qualifiers. There's something about the World Cup, isn't there? For everyone who loves football, there is. It, it's. Yeah. I think it's the it's the pinnacle for a player. Yeah. You know, and it, it, it would be sad to think that some of the players who are involved in the Scotland squad at the minute naturally going to the Euros. You know, there's many past players, Barry Ferguson, who's been on the show, James McFadden, Darren Fletcher, never got the chance to play at a major tournament. So the Euros will be good. The players will get a little feel for the Euros in the summer and they'll think, do you know what? We'd like a wee bit more of that. Yeah. We'd like the World Cup and the World Cup doesn't come around that often. It is more difficult naturally to qualify for the World Cup because there's only one out of each group goes through mm-hmm. and then it goes into a playoff thing. You then have to possibly win uh, what, two playoff games. Yep. You know, So there's no doubt it's going to be tough. Yeah, yeah. However, when you're feeling good as a group and you're feeling good as a squad, there's no doubt you think you can achieve whatever you want. For sure. As a player... Uh, the, the club football is great that's your bread and butter that gets you in a position where you can represent your national team but to, to play in a World Cup and, and test yourself against the very yeah, very best it's, it definitely is a pinnacle for a footballer Touching at the weekend wasn't it to see the, the ultimate world player Maradona yeah. died just a few weeks ago mm-hmm. um, and in Scotland at the weekend the Premier League matches they were a minute silence and uh, you, you thought about Maradona the news today is uh, in Argentina, they're talking about getting his face on the thousand peso bill. Yeah. And one of his goals on the other side. So, Colin, which goal would you like <laughs> in Scotland? <laughs> it could be uh, that amazing run that he had yeah. against England. That's one of the all-time great goals, isn't it, Craig? Oh, yeah. that was amazing, wasn't it? The way, uh, you know, the pitch looked, looked great on the eye, but obviously, yeah. by all accounts, it wasn't fantastic, but he just picks up the ball, turns on the halfway, goes by three or four players. Big Terry Butcher still trying to get back, I think. And, he beat him twice, didn't uh, he? Oh, he beat Terry beat twice. twice. Uh, one of the best World Cup goals ever. Do you know on the Terry Butcher yeah. one, he, um, when he was at Motherwell as manager, yeah. a young boy came in one of his first days as an apprentice and he had a 10 Maradona top. Oh. One. And he went and he said to him, you take that off, son, and never wear it back into this football club yeah. or you'll never play for this football club. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the young yeah, boy's yeah. thinking, what? Yeah. You know, he probably didn't even know who Maradona was himself. <laughs> he just put it on. And Terry was smoke coming out of the air. Fuming he was. He, he never got over it. And then it was, yeah. of course, when they played Scotland at Hamden, he was assistant manager under George Burley, yeah, I think, yeah, wasn't yeah. it? He, he was asked, would he shake his hand? And he said, absolutely yeah. not, never. <laughs> no, you could see it. So we could see as well. It was, was a recent show, wasn't there? And, yep. and, and they were all yeah. still, you know. Like... And listen, maybe we would be too, if it was us. I'd like to think not, because he was such an amazing player. Yeah. But uh, So anyway, that's the news, Argentina. Other uh, headlines we gave you last night, the cup final referee is going to be uh, John Beaton. So a uh, big one for him. Isn't it strange to have the cup final? It's only a, what, a week on Sunday yeah yeah. 
do you know what we always think about players in cup final day and what a big occasion it is for them and the managers and supporters sometimes the referees also it's a big day for them as well yeah. isn't it huge no, day no fans there sadly but uh, well we're going down to tier 3 here in the central belt they're in tier 1 in some parts of Scotland mm-hmm. tier 2 it's only tier 3 but at least we're going in the right direction more of your calls next the Bull Radio Football Show let's go OPC Energy Limited Paul Cooney on tonight with Stephen Cragen and Craig Moore between them massive international caps uh, in fact Stephen are you 45 caps for Northern Ireland? 54 54 I knew it was a 4 and a 5 in there taking 9 off me there <laughs> Craig he's, he's, he's yeah? done me I, was, I think 52, 53 caps over a hundred centenarians between well, them. Yeah. <laughs> so if you want to call, call them now. 0808 17 17 700. Uh, just 24 hours after the draw for the World Cup qualifiers for 2022 in Qatar. And they're having it, of course, Craig, uh, late in the year. It's going to be November, December time, yes. two years from now. Yep. Yeah, no, nah, look, it, the I mean, yeah. it's going to be an interesting World Cup, obviously, to take it that part of the world. Um, we know there's there's going to be a lot of lot of change changes culturally that need to happen um, in terms of normally the World Cup is all about that celebration, going, having a drink and all that. So a few few changes in the laws, um, but they'll do a great job and I'm sure will be a, a fantastic World Cup. Uh, temperature at that time of year I'm just thinking temperature at that time of the year obviously is, is, is the right temperature it's 25, 26 degrees so it's beautiful it's only 25, 26 yeah so it's the high 70s for us beautiful yeah. Yeah. Eh? isn't that perfect <laughs> can you remember that Stephen have, you, have we ever seen that sunshine like, oh the sunshine no, I, I've yeah. no idea what it's like at all not living I've, I've lived here for since 1994 26 years so I'm still not wow. used to it, Paul. Are you on the boogie bus to go to London? You are on the Wembley bus, aren't you, with us? Oh, going, mate, yeah. yeah, deal you're me there. in, I'm in, I'm yeah. in. Uh, Stephen, you're on everywhere. I see you on BT, <laughs> yeah, I see well, you on everywhere. So BBC as well. <laughs> so who are you coming I'll with? I'll go radio boogie bus, sounds good for me. <laughs> the go radio <laughs> boogie bus. Like I like that. Leanne Crichton signed up last night. Good luck to Leanne in Glasgow yep. City. They're off to play Sparta Prague. They fly out today, so yep. good luck to them. I watched yep. the game. I watched the last round. They won on penalties. Leanne actually scored in the game. I'm sure it's a, probably a rare goal that Leanne gets, but yeah, I watched. They got through in penalties. They probably looked a little bit leggy towards the end, so they should be fit. I think this is a two-legged one as well. I think that was a one-legged game, so a two-legged game gives them a chance. Go and keep it compact, the first one and come back I think they played Airdrie that's where they're playing their home games this season yep. are they? Yeah. so come back there and, and get a victory let's go on the lines now William from Cope Bridge uh, has called in to the Go Radio Football Show hi William good evening hi guys how you doing yeah we're fine how are you good good so how are you feeling about the statement from the board around this time last night um, so that is what I'm calling about in regards to tonight so I was listening last night obviously Leanne had said that no one's got to touch a Celtic job, which I totally disagree with. Um, same as Stephen says, it's a massive job, regardless of the situation Celtic's in just now or not. Um, for someone to take the job on at this point, I think with what Celtic's announced, saying Lennon's got until January, if things don't change until then, the next manager in is going to be to steady a ship until the end of the season, whether that's to try and win the league yeah. or to try and close the gap as much as possible. Mm-hmm. So it's mostly... I think um, my question tonight is where do you think Celtic should go in terms of their next manager? Do you think it should be someone that's coming through as a new manager like Steven Gerrard or someone that's got experience in or a managerial career? So while they're thinking about that, can I ask you, William, are you saying that you don't think that Neil Lennon and the team will win over the next seven games? Will they not get a, a run going up to and including Rangers at Ibrox? So personally, over the last few weeks, 
every time Celtic's played, I, th- I keep thinking to myself, this will be the this will be the one we turn it round. We'll get a good performance, and it just doesn't seem to happen. So, I don't think that Neil Lennon's a full problem here at all. I think the players are letting him down as well. He can only go out at the end of the day and pick what he thinks is going to be the best team to win. When we're looking at the team sheet every week, it, you're looking at it and thinking that that's the team that's going to win. A few changes here and there, and it just it's not happening. You're watching, and there's no enthusiasm for the players. There's no sense of where we were last year. Like a, a year ago just now we, we won that cup final yep. um, But even looking back to that The performance on that day Was concerning mm-hmm. We thought going into the game at New Year Against Rangers at Celtic Park It couldn't be as bad as that We matched that performance And also Rangers beat Celtic on that day as well mm-hmm. So I think there's been signs It's not just recently mm-hmm. um, It's obviously been going back a few years now Where you're looking at the performances yep. And thinking it's got to get better Okay, Craig, yeah. what do you think? Uh, William, obviously, look. The, unfortunately, the the buck always always stops with the with the manager. So obviously, you know that that's a tough thing for for Neil Lennon. But in your opinion, from what you're seeing from from the team, you know, are the players giving their all? Because I know confidence can be low. Um, you know that 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 happens. But that energy and that that work rate and that effort within a football match as a, as a supporter um, at the moment, are you seeing that from the players that are taking the field for Celtic? Not compared to what it was previously. Um, I think you can see a glimpse of it. Like AC Milan last week, the first twenty minutes, they were on fire. They could have been four nothing up before AC Milan yeah. scored. So the talent is still there, and they've got the drive when they want. But it, it's getting that consistency for them. Like you say, there's no confidence in the team whatsoever just now. It's as if they're going out and expecting not to win when it should be the total opposite. It should be going out every game thinking we're winning today, but it just doesn't seem to be there. Craig, can you share what you were saying a few minutes ago? A former Celtic striker said to you what it was like they felt they had to score. Well, the defence yeah, similar, was similar yeah. time. A, a good friend of mine, Mark Viduca, and when when he was at Celtic, his time, and I think it was John Barnes and, yeah. and Kenny Dalglish was there. And I've spoken to to Duke's regular about it, and he was saying the pressure on strikers at that time to score goals was immense because again, Celtic at the time were you know conceding two goals a, a game, two or three goals, and that puts a, a lot of pressure on any team. To you know, to think that not only do do you got to go and score goals to win a game of football, but you got to score three or four um, every match. That's a big ask. Yeah. So I think the clean sheets or, or or something to build on is very very important for Celtic moving forward. Yeah, there's no doubt that you know they need a big turnaround, but I don't even think they can look at the points gap and think you know we'll turn it around, start closing the gap. They just have to turn it around, start winning games. That has to be the four front in their mind and the next game yeah and that's they, it they can't start looking ahead and think if we do this if we do that I think you have to leave that to supporters and leave that to the media but the players just have to focus short term it was interesting William you said there that every time there's a team named you think this is the one there's optimism mm. but then you think back to the previous performance and you think why are we optimistic because we didn't play very well in yeah. that game we didn't play very well in that game I had a look tonight before I came in and of the last 12 games Celtic have been involved in they have conceded the first goal seven times and they haven't yeah. won a game. So that tells you when they go behind, confidence goes, body language goes, a little bit of fear comes in, people hide a little bit, they don't you know, replicate that same performance they have been doing, and they haven't got enough to get themselves back into games, William. That is concerning. Yeah, I think as well, when teams are coming to play Celtic now, there's no fear factor yeah. coming to Celtic Park and knowing we can go and score, or if Celtic are going to their stadiums, they're, they're confident, they're not, they're not sitting back in Celtic and thinking, we'll counter-attack, they're just going for it, and it's working, so... I think it's complete role reversal from when Rangers were in the position and Celtic went invincible. Teams were coming to Celtic Park and 
wanting to sit back and try and get a 1-0 defeat or a, a draw in teams Celtic would just pick them off and score 4 or 5 Rangers are doing the exact same this season as well so the roles have completely reversed compared to what it was then to now um, yeah, but it was the exact same last season with yeah. Rangers because when Rangers considered the first goal, they struggled in games. They couldn't get themselves yeah. back yeah. in, yeah. and they flapped, and they, you know, they lacked inspiration. And you know, you look at Celtic at times they've been laboured, uninspiring. They lack a spark. They lack creativity, mm. which has been so unlike them over the past three or four seasons. So mm. it just shows you how you can almost just fall off a cliff, confidence-wise. But it can almost come back quickly too if you can just get that one result. But I, and I think the the most frustrating thing must be for the Celtic supporters is. They've seen so many times this season a great 20 minutes here. Yeah, yeah it's not uh, been often. A, a great little spot. So they, they still see how good these players are and can be, but they just haven't knocked that out on a consistent basis. William's question was, though, um, who would be the next manager of Celtic Oof. whenever that is? So we, we have three or four minutes there to think about it. And Neil Lennon is there, but you know they have to be looking at a plan B. Mm-hmm. Stephen, have you got any? Yeah. What, what well, would you say? To be fair, I don't have a name, but yeah. I, I would have a profile of what they're looking for. Yes. Um, if Rangers go on and win the title, maybe win two trophies, suddenly Celtic are back in the mire a little bit. The squad will be decimated in the summer. I believe there's too many players not pulling their weight. Is that whatever happens? Yes, I, yeah. yeah. I just yeah. think some players have ran their course. Yeah. Some players into the last uh, 18 months, I think there's four or five players into the last 18 months of their contract. If a new manager comes in or even if the club sticks with Neil, they put a contract offer in front of them. They say, no, do you know what? I, I don't want to sign. They've got to go. Mm-hmm. You've got lone players going back. Barkas still juries out about him. Is it a case of cutting your losses? So whoever comes in is going to have to start from scratch or effectively with half a squad and rebuild again. And you look at the impact they had when someone like a name of Brendan Rodgers came in. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying they go for that kind of ilk again, but I think they've got to go high why, profile. Why not? Well, whether they could afford that again. That would be the issue because of the Dem- tough Desmond, times they've had. Billionaire owner. Well, well, the majority shareholder, that would the be pride. Up, yeah, well, yeah. it would be up to Dermot then to decide what he yeah. wants to do. But he must look at that and think, look at the impact we had with a yeah. high-profile manager mm-hmm. who attracted some really big players and we got a bounce from it. That's the only way they could maybe overthrow Rangers again. And look at the effect it's had at Rangers. It took time, Craig. You know, he had a really tough start to 2021, yeah. uh, 2020. Mm-hmm. But look what Stephen Gerrard's doing. There's something about the profile for Scottish football having Stephen Gerrard and Brendan Rodgers at that point. We were box office. Scotland. Very yeah. much so, very much so. But but again, in the in the, the earlier stages for Stephen Gerrard, it, yeah. the re- recruitment wasn't spot on. You know, they were, I guess his learning was players that were playing uh, in the under-23 league in, in England that he thought could come up and shine in Scotland. It wasn't the case. No. No. That, that, that definitely wasn't the case. Celtic, you, you touch on there, Craigs, as well. It is, it's that profiling because the next person, if things don't turn out... Um, yeah, you've got to be looking at somebody that has had a rebuild and been successful at a rebuild because that's what's going to happen. So that's part of your profiling in terms of the next person that's going to come in. Who those names are, I don't know. To be know. fair, whatever it is, there's going to have to be investment. You're going to have to invest again and Dermot's going to think, me again? You're going to think, <laughs> majority shareholder, Dermot, get your hand in your pocket. I'm sure you have plenty in there. William, this time last night, Davy Proven, ex-Celtic and Scotland star, threw in a name if Neil Lennon goes and he said Roy Keane and he pointed to what he did at Sunderland when they were in relegation zone and then they got promotion. Uh, anyone want to take that one? What about Roy Keane? The effect he would have? Oh, look, I, mean, I think this Roy Keane he would also bring in the fear factor in terms of the players would give him the utmost respect for what he's done in the game and the fact that I don't think he would take any on. So I think maybe... I said just now there's too many friends with Neil Lennon. I think there's maybe a, a lack of respect in terms of they don't see him as a manager. It's more of 
he's he's been there before. He's come back. Like also him and Brown's got a brilliant relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe that's what's lacking. The, the players are maybe not seeing him as someone to fear or give him that full respect that he really deserves. But I think yeah. maybe one of the main things as well was the loss of Damien Duff. I think potentially last year yeah. there was a lot of talks that he was doing a lot of the tactics in the training. And if if that's true, you can see the difference in the the way we're playing the tactics. We're using the same one as last year, but it's not working at all. So there's obviously something mm-hmm. changed that's not working now. Craig Moore. Well, I think, William, you know exactly what you're going to get from, from Roy Keane. Um, and people will love him and, and people will hate him. Uh, but there'll be certainly no guesswork when it comes to, to Roy Keane. But also uh, another name that, that that has come out, I think, in the media the last day or two, and interesting to hear your thoughts, William, uh, with Lambert, Paul Lambert. Uh, you know, is again, would that be somebody that um, the Celtic fans, if that situation arose, would be happy with? I think as well, you're looking at ex-players. It's always the, the names that come up first. Um, it is. You're right. So it's it's always going to be the same. I think we do need a change. I don't think there's any point going back to Mark Manuel or Gordon Stratton. Yep. Um, I think they would just be stop gaps. I think it needs to be someone new. Um, potentially, I'm not sure if. You just would think this would be good, but maybe Ryan Giggs, he's at Wales just now. Um, also doing a good job there, but again, it's it's a different ball game going from international to coming to having to win leagues at Celtic and win cups. You, you don't get away with drawing games, you, you're expected to win them all. So um, it'll be very interesting to see who the board have got in mind for the, the job, but I think Giants is going to be massive. Obviously, Craig's touched on there, the team falling apart in summer with transfers I think we'll be lucky to go through January without losing two or three players Isn't it? I think Edward Iron and Cham are going mm. to be the main ones straight away mm. in January yep. yeah yeah. I, I don't think the team that we've got just now will last to the end of January I think there'll be a few players gone and would you like and to see them going how do you feel I mean it's, if we'd said this four months ago you'd say Edward yeah. are you kidding <laughs> but, now, but that's, but that's yeah. three of the five players who have 18 months left in their uh-huh. contract yeah. Yeah. so their yeah. value starts to diminish even more yeah. if you don't get full value but then do you get full value because they're not playing very well mm-hmm. or they're not playing to their full mm-hmm. capabilities so it's a balancing act of, of how you work it out they'll know by January what to do is there still a title well, race to be had fascinating isn't it and it's difficult with Neil Lennon in the job could be listening at the moment and when you think about it 20 years ago on Sunday he walked through the doors came from Leicester City won everything with Martin and Neil and the treble winning team it's phenomenal isn't it he started this run of nine in a row as manager Uh, you know the things that happened to Neil Lennon over the years the resilience he's shown and he's spoken about mental health he's spoken about everything he's defended the players I think a lot of the players have let him down haven't they Craig it's now gone do you not feel after the Ferencvaros there was uh, you know you saw what was happening at Rangers Mm -hmm. and a a purpose there you didn't see that itself. Uh, look, I, I think I think the players have let uh, Neil Lennon down, and and the reason why I say that is because of the like I says the the, the twenty minutes here, the twenty. Yeah. For, for me, it, it's the it's the effort, um, it's that work rate. You can you can have a, an off day. Um, you know, I've I've had many myself, but no. it, it, it's it's <laughs> it's a it's about yeah. still showing your fans that you're committed to the cause, that you're giving you're giving your all. Look, unfortunately for for Neil, like, he's, he's he's got the support there now, but. The only currency uh, there is here in Europe is results. That's the only currency in, in football management. William, what's going to happen uh, on Thursday night? I know that it, it's, it's gone. You know the tournament's gone. What would you say? What yeah. would you say to the players in the dressing room if you had ten seconds with them? Uh, to be honest, I'm, I'm not sure at this moment in time. You need more than 10 seconds. You need to do more than that. Come on, come on. <laughs> I, I meant just to try and inspire them for the match with Leo. What's your prediction for the Leo game? Uh, to be honest. Probably a defeat. 
uh, I can't see us beating them. Um, All right. Obviously, we went over there yeah. and we got the draw, but yeah. again, it's the performances and the confidence just not there. Hopefully, we get a win, but I'm I'm not confident myself in regards to to Thursday. It's, it's one of the ones where we yeah. need to win to get the confidence back, but the group's done with so. William, appreciate the call. So, yeah, we appreciate the call, and uh, you can see how much he cares. Let's just hear briefly from Leanne her comments last night. She said a lot of good things, you know, about what Neil Lennon has done. But she was talking about at this moment in time, who would take the Celtic job? I genuinely believe that if Celtic had a better option, or they had somebody that would come in and do the job, they would change it in a heartbeat. Yeah. I think the reality is that nobody's going to touch the Celtic job just now. There's no manager in the right mind who would come in as a new manager. What you might get is a, is a previous manager that would come in and steady the ship and motivate, and you would get that player bounce, perhaps. Stephen, you disagree? Mm. Yeah, well, yeah, because it's such a big job, yeah. you know. Irrespective of, I've said it, how poor the team are doing. It's a poor run. That's all it is. It's not a poor five seasons and everybody's been for blood. The fans are naturally unhappy. And if a manager came in in January and it didn't work out for Neil. If it went on, the blame is going to be proportioned to the board for losing 10 in a row. Not the manager who comes in and manages for the final four months of the season. So I think already you've got a free hit coming in. People have made their mind up as a board or it's Neil Lennon. If a new manager coming in, I think he'd get a little bit of uh, a little bit more support. So Celtic is a huge club. So maybe Lennon uh, might change your mind. More coming next. The Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go! Another strong performance. You know, it's a tricky place to come. We come up against a team today full of confidence. And I'm sure all week they've been saying, you know, let's do the same to Rangers, what we've done to Celtic. So from our point of view, we had to stand up and be strong against that. Pitch was difficult today. It was very slidey. It was a bit like an ice rink. The players, again, have defended ever so well. And they've showed, shown a lot of quality to go and hurt Ross County at the right time. So another pleasing performance. Stephen Gerrard after Rangers' four-goal victory away from home. Uh, Ross County had beaten the champion Celtic just uh, seven days mm-hmm. before. So it'd be easy to say that that game, you know, should have been easy, but it could have been tough for Rangers. Yeah, well, it could have it could have been because it, Ross County started the the game well enough. You know, they they kind of you, you want a positive start, you don't want to concede early, and they kind of got got through that that period. But obviously, uh, through roof, Rangers uh, got that first, and then uh, there only looks like there were there was going to to be the yep. the one winner, yep. and again. It's a comfortable win for Rangers, which just adds to their stock, doesn't it, moving forward? What about Roof hitting a bit of form yeah. as well, isn't he? He certainly yeah. is. Listen, there's great competition for places, but the games are easy for Rangers at the minute because they're making them easy. Mm-hmm. Because they're dealing with the game. And I said it last Thursday, even against Standard Liège, there's no panic. If they don't have the ball, they're quite happy to stay in their shape. Even at the weekend against Ross County, they didn't get the early goal, but they kept moving it and pushing and probing and just waiting for the thing. What impressed me actually about them was was their energy without the ball. The minute the ball was given away, how quickly they you know, they pressed in threes and fours and won it back. Because they know teams in the Scottish Premiership can't at times make four or five passes under pressure. And they've sussed that out and, and you know they really go and press. Whereas in Europe sometimes they mix it up and they come off the game yeah. and they allow the opposition to have the ball. Once they enter the, fin- or the middle third, they look to break and counter-attack. So they've got good variety in their play and at the minute it's easy because everybody's on top form. And, and I actually just think that uh, from you know what I've seen maybe last season uh, to, to this season, when they shift the ball crags, it's quicker. It's more deliberate, yeah. So there's there's more of a, an end product. You even look at the build up for the. I think there was a first goal where Tav ends up getting in uh, through an overlap. But it's a great ball, but timing in terms of Davis, he plays a great pass uh, across and um, Rufus on the end of it. So they're 
their selection process in terms of moving the ball quickly, so shifting opponents, but also when to go forward, they're executing, which has been fantastic to watch this season. It really has. Let's you, yeah, I was going to say, do you know what the interesting bit is? Is that people talk about Celtic don't look fit. Their levels are down. Rangers look fitter. Mm-hmm. But that comes sometimes from probably the mentality side of the game. When you're not winning games and you're not having good form, your shoulders go, you don't feel a shot. Legs feel heavy. Exactly. Yet when you're winning games, you think, where's the next game? Where's the next tackle? Where's the next run? You're prepared to do it. Yeah. So sometimes it just takes that little sea change off results. There's no doubt results plays a huge part in it. Fitness level's probably the same. Yeah. But because Rangers are feeling better about themselves, Paul, that's why they just look that little bit better. Here's James Tavenier speaking after uh, the win and another goal. Very pleased. You know, we, we knew it was going to be tough coming up here. They, they were in great confidence. Confidence. They made it difficult for us in the first half. But we managed to break them down and go 1-0 up in the, in the first half. There's a matter of just keeping on it uh, in the second half, moving the ball well, and then we create the opportunity, so I'm delighted. Really on fire, 16 goals this season, isn't it? Uh, last season, three goals. Season before, 17. Uh, nine the year before, two the year before, and 15 in 2015, uh, 2016. He was asked at the weekend how many goals this season. He said 20. I mean, that's pretty modest target. What do you think, Craig? Uh, yeah, for a fullback, you think? Well, yeah. <laughs> no, no, I, yeah, no, where I'm is that? Exactly. Where, where, yeah. Of course, of course. Yeah. Uh, now, nah, look, I mean, he's, yeah. his return is, is phenomenal. <laughs> it really is for, for a fullback. Not only the, 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 the goals, the assists, um, his involvement in Rangers attacks. And I think, Tav, what is he's 29? 29 yeah. years, 29. years of yeah. age. I mean, yep. he's, he's now, I think, in the, the, the prime uh, of his career. And. You know, if the success continues for him here at Rangers, which you know it looks like it will be the case, they're also sitting on, I think, a, a player that they'll be able to sell for a few bob yeah. at the right well, time. Well, he's got 18 months left in his contract as well. Mm-hmm. So you'd imagine if things go well between now and the end of the season, they'll be slipping a little contract under the doorstep just to say, mm-hmm. you know, put your name on that. Because as a Rangers captain, he will want to be remembered for lifting trophies. He won't want to be remembered for one of those Rangers captains that just capped the club for two or three years yeah. and won nothing. Now, he's already been accused by a good friend of mine previously as, as being yeah. a serial loser. So that will motivate him. That yeah. will drive him on to think, do you know what? I would just want to win some silverware. And I think how he's approached the game this year has probably epitomised everything to do with Rangers, that yeah. they're calm, they're composed, they're not getting ahead of themselves, there's no over-celebration, the manager's cool, they're always just mm-hmm. looking for the next game. It's, it's a great point, Craig. I, yeah. I never captained Rangers for very long, but I never lifted uh, a trophy as a captain. And you that, like that, 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 yeah, that, that eats away at me. Yeah. I, mean, I lifted trophies, but never as a captain. So uh, I understand what your friend's saying there. So, look, hopefully Tav is in, in a position, um, but it's an interesting time. Like it says, coming into the last 18 months of his contract, mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. he's playing the best he's, he's, he's yeah. ever played. He's matured. Um, and... Rangers will at some stage need to make a play, won't they? Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. Dave King was saying he reckons the Rangers squad is worth now two hundred million pounds. So he departed. What about uh, you know? A he year just won more money. That's I, all. He's won. Yeah. Keep my hand, Dave King. That's what and I'm saying. There's a share issue there for the club eighteen seventy two, but it is remarkable. Um, who was your friend that said it? It was quite famous, no, wasn't it? It, it, was, it, it wasn't. Yeah, a, it was a guy I worked with. You know who it was? Chris yeah. Sutton, wasn't of it? Of course, it was. It was. Yeah. Listen, yeah. It was, I think it was ahead of the cup final last year. It was. Yeah. You know, so obviously things are emotions are high. Yeah. And he made the point just to see. And sure. To be fair, you know, he hasn't won any major trophies up yeah. until then. So, yeah. you know, that is something that will be burning away at him to go and want to. Would that affect trophy. you if somebody said that to you? You know, you, it would drive you on. Uh-huh. You know, yeah. some people 
shrink and, and yeah. shrivel up and think oh I can't cope with all that pressure mm. but you know Craig from playing and, and Chris will know from playing at Celtic when you play for one of the two big clubs mm. you can't shrink or hide when you put that jersey on yeah. you go on the pitch there's absolutely no hiding place so mm. he's done well with his character to keep coming because yeah. he's been through tough times at Rangers he had yes. some heavy defeats with previous managers losing to Celtic heavily not winning trophies going out against Progress Niederkorn in, yeah. in the, in the uh, Europa League so there's tough times so now he'll be thinking we're close we really have a yeah. sense of something and they won't want to take their eye off the ball you, you don't survive you're right those two clubs you do not yeah. survive I mean look we know the huge support that they have but mm. you don't survive if you walk through those front doors and the other players kind of can also sense you know what I mean so you've yeah. got to impress your, your teammates as well mm. because you're tested every single day uh, and that's what that's what makes the very very best players at, at both those football clubs because a lot goes to, to be a success here's but, the manager of the month speaking about the player of the month well he's certainly playing at a very consistent level since we've come in I've never seen James at this level in terms of consistency game to game and there's a difference in him in terms of his hunger and his preparation he, he's right in the zone um, so that's where we need to keep him he's showing incredible leadership on and off the pitch really proud of him he's just got to continue to push the boys along with the staff and keep going challenge to challenge yeah they talk a lot about Rangers don't they they talk a lot about numbers and they want assists they want goals I think he's got 11 assists albeit I think it could possibly be 12 because he put the cross in for the boy Callum Morris to score the own goal so yes. you know, I'd imagine I'd be putting my hand yeah. up for an assist yeah. on that one Borna Barasic in the left back area has got 10 assists as well, as well. Yep. so that's a phenomenal 16 goals and 11 assists for James Tavernier in 25 games if you were a centre forward you'd be going for 100 million if that was your case oh, if you were scoring yeah, do you know what I mean yeah, just yeah. because it's a phenomenal return of goals and assists and energy and I think Stephen Gerrard's spot on he really looks in his own he's got boundless energy he's always the one player to carry the fight to the opposition and I'm sure he's looked at previous Rangers captains and thought they traditionally set the tone and going far back as Terry Butcher and even yeah. Barry Ferguson who works on the show yep, yeah. you know they were normally the best player in the Rangers team they were the one yeah. player you thought he's going to make something happen and I think he's taken that mantra on yeah, himself yeah. and he's now the one player everybody's looking at and thinking how can we stop him playing yeah. a right back how can you stop a right back playing phenomenal yeah no it is yeah. and, and it's the joy as well that you can see within his game uh, mm. You know, when you go through tough times, it's hard to see that smile on people's faces and all that. But you can see that and that that desire to want to get into the box yeah. or assist or score that goal from a from a right fullback um, has been absolutely phenomenal this season. So they're on the way tomorrow. They'll fly to Poland. Lech Poznan. Mm -hmm. They are through already, but they would like to top the group, Craig, just ahead of Benfica. So they've been head to head. Uh, it's a chance, I suppose, though, to make changes. What's he going to line up with this this Thursday? What do you reckon? You know what, I mean, we can guess what the, the, yeah. the starting formation is going to be, but I think what, we, um, what we've seen is whoever plays and comes in normally does a, a decent job and, uh, and he puts a strong 11 out, whoever, whoever it is. They'd love to be able to top the group. So, you know, to, to go away from home um, and, and to try and finish the group in the, in the right manner. Um, and also to, to get another positive performance which then flows onto the result because that just keeps mm. one game at a time it just keeps mm. things moving along for Rangers which Steven Gerrard has been like He spoke after the game Sunday I think and, and I got the sense that he understands they want to win the group but he has to find the balance of making sure everybody's fresh and yeah. ready to go Joe Rebo needs games ran Jack will be fit Cedric Itzen who they spent money on could do with games yeah. Zungu could mm. do with a game in yeah. midfield so there's plenty of people there just to rotate and give everyone the game time and you're right the challenge for those guys coming in is maintain the standard it was easier against Falkirk as they won before goals to nil you'll get a better feel for those players you know how close they are to pushing back into his first 11 when he comes to name his team because all the players now I'd imagine will be thinking 
Old Firm game, Ibrox, 2nd of January. I want to be in that 11. And that could be the game that could really kick them away. So their performances over the next four or yeah. five weeks are going to determine whether they're in that side or not. And that's that's the environment, I think, that Steven Gerrard has created. Um, you know, whatever player goes out there. But they have, as you've mentioned, there are players that maybe have not had as many, as many minutes. As many opportunities. But, yeah. but this is a great opportunity. If they want to be involved in any of the big moments or big matches moving forward, they know that this is an opportunity where they have to impress. Is there a point where, you know, he's kept everyone happy so far? Is there a point, though, when you get into the new year that, that let's say, the match with Celtic, if you're dropped, Craig, mm-hmm. how do you feel? Could, could it start to, I'm not saying cause unrest, but what effect does that have on players? Uh, Look, I mean, players love playing football. Yeah. They're always disappointed in terms of being left out. Um, you know, we've seen when Morelos at times when he's come yeah. off being substituted because he's a player that just wants to be on yep. the field and, and scoring goals. But I, I can't see at this stage um, a player that would be disrespectful to the football club, to the teammates and to, to Steven Gerrard. I think that the buy-in is there from all at the moment and that's what's made Rangers so strong this season. It's the collective. It is. Yep. Well, it's a collective because they're winning games. They feel as if success is just around the corner. You don't want to spend your years at Rangers and then there's success around the corner and you're not happy because you're left out for a game. Yep. And people say, oh, you know, I don't, I don't get a chance. You get a chance every single day in training. Yes. Not just on the plan pitch. You get a chance every single day in training in the gym with your body fat, with your weight. Don't waste opportunities. That's information, not just for Rangers players, for young players, don't waste your opportunities. Thanks to everyone who's made the switch. You join us every night Monday to Friday, the Go Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited. It's Craig Moore, former Australia and Rangers star, and Stephen Craigan, former Motherwell and Northern Ireland, and your calls, 0808 17, 17 700, with me, Paul Cooney. And the next hour, you could be off to Mar Hall for a four ball. And also, we'll hear more from Stephen Jarrett, we'll hear from Neil Lennon, and more from Stevie Clark as we get ready for the Euros and the World Cup qualifiers. That's coming next. Feel the heat of the game, the crunching tackles, the near misses and diving headers. Feel the drive from the sidelines. Feel the passion of your captain feel the celebrations feel the last minute heartache and the penalty save that changes everything feel the heat of the game from the comfort of your own home with OPC Energy Limited for more information on heat pump servicing and breakdowns renewable energy and more visit opc-ltd.uk The Bull Radio Football Show Let's go We're here to win games so it doesn't help. Bottom line, it doesn't help. You know, I want to work with the players. It's got to be a collective, though. You know, the players have got to, you know, find their best form, find their fitness levels, you know, and start playing as a team because at the minute we just look a little bit fragmented. And I think that's psychological more than anything else. That was Neil Lennon speaking on Sunday after the 1-1 draw with St. Johnson. Rangers winning 4-0 at Ross County. Now 13 points clear at the top of the table and we're just into the second week of December. Stephen Craigan, Craig Moore, a with us taking your calls 0808 17 17 700 and you can contact us we're on the socials at go football show or you could text us go plus your message to 874 74 this is glasgow's newest radio station scotland's newest radio station and uh, we're here for you and a quarter of a million people have downloaded the app and uh, wow. tuned in to this show in recent weeks and recent months it's good news craig isn't it oh. yeah any Aussie, how many Aussie listeners? Yeah, uh, more and more, actually. Yeah, we're turning <laughs> off by the thousands, Craig. We need to change you. <laughs> well, Kenny Miller on From Australia in the yes. first uh, programme. Yeah. Rob uh, linked up with him and uh, we've had uh, quite a few 
from all over the world they're listening from Northern Ireland as well I'm sure some of you your family Stephen I sincerely hope so yeah. I tell them I've been at them on so yeah. they better be listening they can't sure. keep up with your schedule oh I know it's busy almost busy. as many gigs as Rob McLean <laughs> you're watching too much football and listening to too much yeah. football Paul 0808 17 17 700 and someone is off to Marhall we are going to have two people coming on and it's going to be Craig's and Craig who will be playing against each other in a quiz everyone says the same quizzes like listening to them but taking part in them we don't like being <laughs> questioned do we pressure, too much. pressure. Ah, yeah. yep. so that's coming up in about uh, what 20 minutes time okay. that's when we'll do it you heard Neil Lennon there it is no laughing matter it's uh, who would have believed at the start of the season that Celtic would be 13 points behind can they pull it back the board have said look we are uh, sticking with the manager uh, we will review it in the new year but there are seven games where uh, it depends how you look at it doesn't Craig I see that um um, some people are saying, well, it's a stay of execution. It's going to be inevitable. But yep. Celtic could go on a run. And, and yep. they could. Look, I mean, the reality is you look at the, the, the cluster of games, uh, and I think we've spoken about it before, that they've, they've got coming up. You would expect uh, a free-flowing Celtic to, to go and win mm. those those games of football. But as you can see in, in the last couple of couple of results, you know, even at home to St Johnston, Ross County, uh, you know, it's every game at the moment is presenting a, a huge uh, battle for, for Celtic just because of the, the rut uh, and, and the run that they're having, unfortunately. On the social, some people are asking uh, the thing you said, Stephen, uh, as a professional, some, you know, Celtic don't look as fit as Rangers. That, mm. That's what some people were saying. Mm. But you had a different insight into that about what happens psychologically. It is. When things aren't going well, results are going against you. The pressure's on. You know the media attention's coming your way. You don't know if your manager's staying or going. There's fans outside the stadium paying for blood. Yeah. It affects you. Of course it does. Yeah. And then suddenly you can't get the goal to go ahead. The game becomes stuffy. And the game that was so easy for them over the past two or three years with regards they turned up, the affluency about them, the creative players, they were cutting teams open. They're suddenly thinking, you know, what are we doing wrong? Mm-hmm. You know, and then St Johnson score first or Ross County score first. The shoulders go down, the legs become heavier. It's almost like a big sigh of relief. And that can mentally make sure, or makes you think that, you know, you can't get to that ball. You don't want to match a runner. You kind of go into your shell a little bit. So that's more to do with the mental side of it than it is actually physically. And I I actually think that a lot of the listeners that, that, that will be listening... They will, they will completely understand that because for me that happens in everyday life. Your, yeah. your normal job, you know, when you're when you're happy, you're enjoying your work and you're on top of it. You're walking in with a spring in your step, you've got a smile on your face and all that. Yeah. When it's Groundhog Day and it's that hard. And but you know what else? Tough. Seeing those moments, I can imagine with the Rangers or a Celtic, particularly when there's the big crowds, when things aren't going well, the crowd can give you that energy. Yeah, you know, yeah. they can yeah, give you yeah, that yeah, little spring yeah. in your step and almost maybe the fear thinking I better you know, try this or do that because that might be coming my way whereas yeah. the, the away team certainly going to Celtic Park are thinking it's not as intimidating they're still a good side mm. but you know we don't have to overcome the noise the, the fanfare the drive and the team and the, are, and, and the team are a little bit flatter so it probably suits the away teams good. I actually think that um, without the fans I think with the fans there's accountability for the yeah. player. Well, that's probably what it's, yeah. You know, you know, like in terms of, yeah, they'll, they'll support you when you've done, done something well in the match, but I tell you what, they'll be on your back if you've done something not so well. And, and, and I think that that, and Klopp touched on it early doors, um, it, it definitely sharpens the player's focus when you have fans in there. Yeah. Um, some players have thrived in the atmosphere because maybe they don't, they, they don't like that pressure. Um, but it's definitely been a, a huge miss to our game and we know that 
they're, they're slowly starting to come back, which is yeah. fantastic for football in general. We need the fans back. Mick is on the line from Greenock, a Celtic fan. Mick, good evening. Hi guys, how's it going? Yeah, good. How are you? Uh, not too bad. Um, I kind of want to fast forward to the Euros, if I'm honest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I know you're a Scotland fan, which is great, and a Celtic yeah. fan. What, what would you say, first of all, given that we're speaking about Celtic? I mean, that is a point. I think they've missed having the fans in more than Rangers, if that makes sense. Given that Rangers... Uh, yeah, well, I'll put that to you. Do you think Celtic have have missed having the fans there? I I would definitely say they've missed them, but um, I, can't, I, don't, I can't say we would use it as an excuse because... No. Um, you know, everybody's had to deal with the same kind of handicap, so it's yep. it's not an excuse. And the players have been they're serial winners, so they should have had enough experience to deal with it the way other teams have. And um, I mean, if you look at Rangers, I mean, I think they, I think Ibrox, they generally kind of they go on the players' back sometimes if things aren't going well. I think a lot of my Rangers pals would say that. Yep. So the fact that they've they've maybe got a benefit that that's not happening. But from your point of view, it's not an excuse. We've just mm-hmm. been, it's just been rotten all season, to be honest. I think that was my point, Stephen, given the fact that if you wind back, Rangers had a, a terrible end to the season mm-hmm. from their point of view. After Dubai, it just didn't happen. It was a collapse. Um, and it, it's given them time to, OK, regroup over the summer, but uh, to work on well what we see now yeah. on the field. Well, you know, from the Rangers' perspective, it, it's been always a work in progress. They've yeah. always been trying to get better at what they do. What I would say, Mick, is that, you know, I'm... I wouldn't say it's an excuse, but Celtic Park with 59,000 people in it is a lot more intimidating as a Motherwell player going to play there than it is going to play in an empty stadium. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So I think it just loses its little edge and then Celtic are a yard away from where they want to be on the pitch. I think when you marry those two things together, then it, it, it's more difficult. As for Rangers, on the other hand, they're just feeling good about themselves. They don't care whether there's a crowd there or not because they're in the groove. Yeah, Celtic yeah. are trying to find a groove and sometimes having the fans with you and driving you on. And you know, as Craig said, being harsh on you at times, sometimes that brings the best out in you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just when Celtic, you know, the players' wives, maybe just need them at certain times. I, I think, yeah. That, that fear factor now to, to go to Parkhead, I think, you know, teams are um, a little bit more confident going and thinking, you know what? We, we we can have a go today. We you know we've got a real chance in this football match, and that's something that we haven't seen for a long, long time um, with this Celtic side in particular. Um, you know, it, it does happen, and it's just more about how they can turn the screw to to try and change that that perception again because teams are enjoying going to Parkhead at the moment. Mick, yeah, I, I think I mean it definitely makes a difference. Um, as, as Stephen said, um, that you know teams won't fear going there, especially now um, with the run that they're on. But the the fact for me is, I mean, this is a, a chance to, well, it was a chance to make history, whether it still is or not, it's up for debate. But the fact that it was a, a 10 in a row season, so whether there's fans there or not, they know how many millions of fans are supporting Celtic worldwide, so that should be enough motivation to go and get the job done. But I think it's it's just not happened. It really hasn't. It just, it's quite, like most people that are phoning in, most Celtic fans just really kind of disillusioned with it, with it all now, to be honest. Mick, what, what is the biggest disappointment for you? And I don't want to talk about the manager of the board. What is the biggest disappointment when you watch Celtic playing? The, the fact of how predictable it is, and it's the same stuff every single week, and it's the same comments that we're hearing, but the way they play, it's so passive, it's so predictable. Teams just know what to do against us. And, it, and you wouldn't think it's the players that have won so many, you know, so many trophies. You wouldn't think it's the same team. And, I mean, you look at the... The game against Lazio, I mean, most of the players that started that Lazio game, they're the ones that are still playing each game here. And it just doesn't look like the same team. So it's just, it's bizarre. And I think especially when you consider, obviously, across the other side of the city, um, how well they're doing. But, I mean, just watching Celtic, it's just, it doesn't seem like the same team. Would you and say the fact that it doesn't... Yep, sorry? No, I just, when you're talking about that, about the squad and, and, and being 
predictable. Would you then say there's an imbalance to the squad? Because when you look at the top end of the pitch, I mean, Celtic under Brendan Rodgers, for example, were always the team, I think, who went round the outside of teams. They had pace, they had wingers, they had creativity, they could come inside, they could go outside. At this moment in time, Celtic only look like they can go in the pitch. Mm. So teams are congesting that area of the pitch, mm. forcing Celtic in, and then it probably backs up your point, Mick, that you know there's no spark of creativity. Yeah, I think. Well, I mean, if you think about it, I think at one point we had we were seeing about far too many wingers. Now we're desperate for one, but yeah. we're absolutely crying out for one. I think when people realise how much Forrest is missing um, in particular, but I mean, it's even Scott Sinclair. I mean, he get absolutely he get he was getting pelters for such a long time. But I mean, if you had the option of them two in the team right now, I mean, you bite your hand off for it. So it's we're, we're absolutely crying out for a bit of width because every it's, Mike, as I say, teams know how to defend against us. M- Mikey Johnson on the way back. I think he played. Yeah, uh, yeah he did, didn't he? Yeah. Um, and even Fring, Frimpong further forward. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's done well against AC Milan. He's, yeah. he's done he well. I mean, so again, he he looks to me to be a player that um, enjoys himself further up the field. If he's in a in a, a back four or or he's more defensively minded, or his duties are more defensively minded, we've seen it, unfortunately he he struggled. But going forward, he's been excellent. Mick, uh, what about Scotland? Let's hear from Stevie Clark and then hear what you think uh, about the draw. I'll try. I'll try as much as possible to separate the two because obviously World Cup. And, and Euros are, t- are two different tournaments. We we want to start the being well. I think it's really important in any qualifying campaign that you get off to a good start. So if we can get ourselves a lot of points on the board in March, that should, in theory, help us going into the, the, the tournament in the summer. So hopefully the two will marry together. Mick, what do you reckon? I, I'm, I'm delighted with the draw. Um, to be honest, it's the first time in a long time that we've got a, a favourable one. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I, seen, when I seen Denmark and Austria were the first two teams, I was praying, I was hoping we would get Group F. So... We've got there a bit a bit of a pain that we've got Israel again, um, but again, it's just we just need to deal with it. But I mean, it could have been so much worse when you look at the obviously the groups that um, you know Ireland and Northern Ireland and the Wales have got as well. So we've definitely we'll got a good chance, and obviously we're really optimistic after making the Euros. So yeah, fingers crossed. Mm-hmm. We certainly know Israel, guys. We yeah. talked about it in the first hour. Austria, one of the teams on the up. Stephen Craigan, would that be they right? Are, you saw them. I watched recently. them in October in, in, in Belfast, and I thought they really were in control of the game. They were they're a possession based side that, with regards, they want to dictate the game. They want to dominate the ball. They've got star players who can unlock the defence. A lot of their side, Craig touched on it, play in the Bundesliga, so yeah. that you, you know they're good physical stature. They're powerful, strong players. We then played them in November in Vienna. And Northern Ireland played a lot of their fringe players. And we lost 2-1 and we shouldn't have. And I actually looked and thought, that's a different side to Austin than what I imagined. So I just wonder there is possibilities there to get at them. Northern Ireland went with a 3-5-2. So, and, and Steve Clark goes with 3-5-2. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it kind of unnerved the Austrians a little bit. So I think there's certainly mileage in that for them, no doubt about it. But when you look at Faroe Islands and Moldova, you have to get 12 points from those games. Mm-hmm. There's you know, nothing less. You can't even think about dropping points. That, that should be 12 in the board right yeah. away. And I would imagine anything between 20 and 24 points out of 30 available should get you in the top two. So yeah. take your 12 from the bottom two and then try and accumulate as you go. And this is uh, it's a completely different scenario in terms of, again, qualification to then actually being in the Euros in terms of tournament football. I can't stress the importance of how mm. different yep. tournament football is to, to qualifiers. Um, but you're right, you know, they, they, there's games in there, especially, well, Scotland haven't lost to Moldova or the Faroe Islands ever. Um, so they won't be want to. Is anybody? Do, uh, <laughs> 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 you know, they won't want to be doing that. Obviously, Israel—they've had uh, you know what the five outings in the last two seasons. 
It's a great group, uh, and I just think it's a it's a wonderful opportunity uh, for Scotland to continue to enjoy the the, the run that they're having, uh, the positivity that's around about the, the the national team, and more importantly, the opportunity for some other players to try and stretch that squad to to you know everyone says that Steve Clark's got his 27 28 but it's an opportunity for some some other players to to really stake a claim and that's something that I think is quite exciting for the country Mick he's done quite a job hasn't he Stevie Clark a slow start he's understated but the nation is very much warming to him because he's taken us to the euros yeah, I mean, absolutely. He's done. He's done a brilliant job, and I think he had to come in, make us hard to beat, which he's done brilliantly. And again, when you look at the amount of attacking players we've got now, you know, it really is kind of getting the best out of them. But I think see the big difference going into the the World Cup qualifiers is we've not got that burden of twenty two years without a tournament. Yeah. Now we've made a tournament, so that's I think that might even relax the players a wee bit more. So I'm I'm fully optimistic that we'll get to the World Cup as well. We might not win it, but I'm sure we'll win it. <laughs> you see, I think that's a great point because I had spoken about that ahead of qualifying for Scotland that every squad went into a qualifying campaign it was like, will this be the one? They lose a game, they drop a point. You know, the nation's in terrors and, and, and the criticism's coming out. So I think for those players just to get over the line, that night alone and they just the raw emotion, that wasn't just for one qualifying campaign, that was for the burden that has carried or, or, or been with some of them over that period of time and what I like because the top four in the group Denmark, Austria, Scotland, Israel there isn't going to be one I don't think there's going to be one standout team who's going to win Run 10 games out of 10 yeah. so if you do lose a game here and there you've got a chance that you can claw it back or someone else can take a point off someone else you know whereas I think Northern Ireland the previous have had the Netherlands and Germany and Italy yep. and then you just run away with it yep. you know, they win you know, 10 games out of 10 so you're really struggling to keep up but that group will be so close so compact that if you can turn your draws into 1-0 wins or 2-1 wins that could be crucial Here's Stevie Clark on the fan expectation I think for the for the public, if they want to get carried away and, and, and think it's it's a great draw, then that means that we've done something right in recent matches because it means that they're optimistic about the performance of the national team. So that's good. I think within the camp, myself, my coaches and the players, we know we've got dangerous opponents, a difficult group, but a group that hopefully we can be very competitive in. And if we're competitive in it and we get enough points, then then hopefully that, that sets us on the road to Qatar 2022. That's, that's the ultimate aim. And Mick, before you go, as a Celtic fan, what do you reckon? I won't ask you about Lille because earlier when I asked uh, William, I didn't get, well, he wasn't too sure about the, the game on Thursday. What about Kilmarnock on Sunday? Is this the start of a run for Celtic? Paul, I hope so, but I've been saying this every week. So I've, <laughs> I been, I've been saying it every single week. So it's, um, I, I think the only, three, the only three people that are really confident this can be turned around is Lennon, Peter Law and Dermot Desmond. Other than that, I don't really know. Um, Lee Griffiths was quite confident when he was, his comments in the paper, but he can't even start a game, so... I don't know. I really don't know. He needs to get himself you would, you would, fed, doesn't he? Yeah. I, exactly. And I don't see just do your talking on the park if you're yeah. if you can be fit enough to actually go onto the park, you know. So it's um, I'm hoping so. Hopefully, I can be a turning point. But it's it's I don't know. It's no. it's hard to see at the moment. Mick, thanks very much for coming on. Thank you. Sure, thank Radio you Football yeah. Show with OPC Energy Limited. Um, you know, Lee Griffiths, what a talent, Stephen yeah. Craig. And, now, and we, yes. you're talking Scotland there as well. I'll never forget that. I was lucky enough to be at the match just a couple of years ago, his two goals against two goals England. Now. Phenomenal. Listen, there's never been any doubt about Lee Griffiths' yeah. technical ability, his ability to score goals. His issue has been over the past two or three years is getting things right off the pitch first and foremost mm. and getting himself in a position where he can be competitive and fight for a first-team place at Celtic because there's no doubt when him and Odds and Edward um, had that spell in the second half of last season that 
as a front pairing mm-hmm. they were dynamite scoring goals movement pace but unfortunately he hasn't been able to maintain that and there's always been this continual cloud over fitness fitness listen it could well be issues away from the game which is none of my business and I know nothing about but when the word fitness keeps coming out and coming out and coming out it tells me maybe he has other issues somewhere yeah. down the line which is such a shame because he's such a talented footballer but has the the, the fitness claims are they, are they are they does that come from a Neil Lennon has it come from or is it is it media well, the fact is, he's not starting games, so I'm people not, are assuming. But no, you, you're yeah, right. I don't think Neil Lennon has said that. No, you know, he says he wasn't fit at the start of the season. He does you say it. see, he yeah. wouldn't throw it in and say he's not where he wants to be. He's almost full fitness. He's, yeah. you know, fitness comes in none again. Yeah, you know, yeah, just yeah. to try and support yeah. him along. I take your point tactical maybe now to no, just, we, we know what he what he delivers yeah. and we know what a great score, goal scorer is. We know that he only needs half a siding and he scores, but he hasn't played enough minutes and fitness has been the the, the, the common thing that I've heard since I've been back. Craig Moore, Stephen Craigan, uh, you will be standing and delivering in a few moments because uh, we've got the competition for Matter Hall coming next. The Ball Radio Football Show. Let's go! Winning on the Go Radio Football Show with our friends at Mar Hall. Their five-star grand mansion in the Scottish countryside awaits you. Tuesday night on Glasgow's own Go Radio with OPC Energy Limited on a week when in Europa League on Thursday night... It's Lech Poznan against Stephen Gerrard's Rangers and Celtic, Neil Lennon Celtic at home to Lille. We'll talk about that with the guys shortly. But we're going to uh, introduce two of our callers, two of our listeners now, who've got a chance to win a four ball at Mar Hall. Yep, it's an amazing four ball experience at Mar Hall, a spectacular 18 hole championship Earl of Mar course. It's up for grabs. So, we're going to play the game. We're calling it Goal in One. Here's how it works. If you didn't hear it last night, you pick a pundit to represent you. Both go head-to-head in a few moments. The quiz consists of five goal-related questions. Whoever comes out on top wins the prize for their contestant. On the first line, we have Joe, a Celtic fan. Joe, good evening. How are you doing, sir? Good. How are you? Nervous. Nervous. Not as nervous as the guys here in the studio, I can assure you. <laughs> uh, and let's just check then in line two. Darren, a Rangers fan. Darren, hello there. Hi, how you doing, mate? Good, how are you? Yeah, I'm not bad, not bad. Happy days for you as a Rangers fan? Oh, absolutely, especially in the, in the Monday morning when Joe's face is tripping them. <laughs> yeah, because you two are friends. Uh, we did call you. Ah, and it colleagues, turns out, yeah, colleagues, mate. Colleagues, yeah. Colleagues. So you nah, work together. Yeah, right. colleagues. Standing <laughs> yeah. right next to me yeah. when you phone. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. And Joe, this might just cheer you up tonight because it's been a dreadful run for you as a Celtic fan. Oh, I was in a bad mood this morning until I got this phone call. So, yeah, I need this. We need to, we need this three-rounder goal. I'm not sure what age you are, but uh, have you ever known a time like this? There's been nine years of success for Celtic. I remember growing up. It was a tough time. But in my adult years, no, it's been, we've had a cushy run. So, this is weird. Not good. All right, Joe, you have got Stephen Craigan will be answering for you. And Darren, what a time just now. Uh, Stephen Gerrard doing such a brilliant job for Rangers. Oh, brilliant. It's like, uh, like Joe says, it was a long time. Celtic have been at the, at the helm, but good to, good to be back. OK, here we go. We'll find out who is going to the goal. Have you played there, Craig? 
Have you played at uh, the golf course there at Mar Hall? I, I have, and I played a, um, a lot of the nice ones yeah. here in Scotland. This one's like beautiful. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, maybe do it actually before we go on the boogie bus to Wembley. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds we'll good. Go. Right, let's let's go. I'm going to fade the guys down for a moment because it's up to you two then. So it's Craig Moore against Stephen Craigan. Question number one: Which Australian scored a double against Celtic, gifting Rangers the league on the last day of the season, 2005? So Scott McDonald. Yeah. Scott McDonald is correct. Oh, sorry, I'm, yeah. I'm looking for a pen saying that we had to be quiet there. No, no. Oh, no. I knew no. that before oh, you even got out the first yeah. two words, I knew the answer to that. Right, sorry. So, okay. yeah. I played the game as well. Yeah. Okay. Oh, you did? Of course you did. Yeah, that was the oh, helicopter I Sunday. I thought All right. was quiet. Anyway. No, no, no. Uh, second question, okay. You should get this one then. Who has scored more international goals for their country? Stephen Cragen or Craig Moore? Craig Moore. Oh, it's 2 0. It's, it's close, though. Yeah. No, did, did you not score any? None. Oh, I was going to say, I didn't, I didn't score many. Three. <laughs> three. Three more than me. Which Scotland player scored a wonder goal against France in 2000? James McFadden. James McFadden. Oh, so, uh, I'm going to fade him down. Right. So that's, a, that's a whitewash. There's yeah. only five questions. Well, I can't even that, come back. That's three. I'll, uh? let, I'll let you the answer the next two. Who is Celtics? Who is Celtics' youngest ever goal scorer? Youngest ever? I mean, this is a tough one, I would say. Is it Jack Hitchison? Is it? Is it? it is. You've just given uh, you know the answer. You know because it yeah. was against Motherwell. I wasn't playing at the time, but it was against Motherwell. I think it was on the coaching bench at that time. Yeah. Oh, I think yeah. we just get the adjudicators in here, eh? So, oh, <laughs> this is a, a, a complete fail for me. Just here. Ali. And the final question, but it is going to you, Joe. You're going to win it. But, uh, right, here's a question, guys. How many old firm goals has Alfredo Morella scored? <gasps> well, he hasn't. Yeah, I'm not sure who wrote that one. I think that may have been written by a Celtic fan, Craig. So what do you reckon? Well, how many Rangers questions he had? Alfred Morelos, he had an Aussie scoring goals. Uh, I, mean, I mean, it was all favourite nah, But can, can I honestly, the start of that, I thought that it was going to go silent to the the the, the, the call. Anyway, doesn't right. matter. I had Scotty McDonald straight away, but you. Hold on. So, Joe, you're the winner. Congratulations. Well done, Joe. Hello. <laughs> Sorry, Darren. Yeah. Let's ask that first Darren, one again. <laughs> Darren, listen, you've been winning so much enemy recently. Uh, well, let's ask Joe. Joe, it's a four ball, so is Darren in the squad? If he gets his work done tomorrow, I might <laughs> Where do you work? Uh, well, in a site up in Livingston, doing a building houses and putting pipes in the ground. Very so, important work. Yeah. Yeah. No, not really. As long no. as you get paid the bills. <laughs> Darren, you look forward to that going to Marhol. It's an amazing experience. You're looking forward to playing on that? Yeah, of course. Eh? You need to give Joe a win decently. There's no one very much. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. You've won nothing yet. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, 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 yeah, yeah that's November. true. That's Keep true. going, guys. Yeah, Darren, are you confident now? Is it all but over, do you reckon? The title? No, I'm not counting any chickens before they hatch. I made that mistake plenty of times before, so I'm keeping my mouth shut. Yep, you're uh, on the party line there because Stephen Gerrard is saying one game at a time. And uh, Joe, what do you reckon? I mean, I keep banging on tonight about the run of games coming up. Rangers, Dundee United at the weekend. Yeah. Dundee United, uh, yep. And for Celtic, uh, Kilmarnock. What do you reckon, Joe? Will Celtic go on a run now? It has to happen eventually. We had a good run last year at the turn uh, after Christmas, but it's the same players that have won all the titles, so once they start getting their form, hopefully everyone starts getting better. But I want nothing more than Lennon to turn it around. He's the guy that started it, so hopefully he can be the guy that brings it all back. Oh, that's magnificent that you're, you know, you're going with what the board said last night. It's, uh, not, yep. When you go? Not really. No. Like you're saying, it's, he's the guy that started it. You don't want another manager coming in now and 
definition of the dream scenario would be Lennon turning it around but if he falls any further behind then he has to go they have to be changed you need a change yeah. and Darren for Rangers uh, there are no ch- at the moment they're just playing so well so they just you want to keep it going just keep taking one game at a time like you said they're playing well so if they keep their form and keep the back door shut then everything should be fine and what about that goal at the weekend let's hear Stephen Gerrard about uh, Defoe's moment of magic it wouldn't surprise me if he went on and played beyond this season. He's got a really important part to play for us. We know he can't go Thursday, Sunday, Thursday. Uh, that's not fair. So the plan with JD is give him the right training programme, treat him slightly different. I think he deserves that. And then when we need him, like today, hopefully he'll be in the right shape to go and hit opposition teams because his movement and his touch and where he needs to be, he's still got it. Darren, how about uh, Jermaine Defoe? Oh, unbelievable. You really see sneakers we finish in a belly like his and it's... It's, a, it's brilliant to see him playing for us. He's some player, Stephen, isn't he? He yeah. is. Listen, Jermaine Defoe said himself that he wishes he had came to Rangers yeah. when he was younger. Yeah. You know, he just said everything about the club, you know, the stature, the presence, you know, the potential of winning trophies, playing in European football. He just wished he'd have came a little bit earlier. But listen, he's still got a goal in him, you know, and he, he goes through games sometimes. He's not involved an awful lot. Then that one chance arrives. And he's got, but Stephen Gerrard touched on it, the influence he has and the players around about him, but also the younger players trying to come through, that experience and that role model figure that he is. And, that's, and that, that for me is the key, you know, right? like, so we know that he, he will contribute um, when he comes on. He's not going to play the amount of minutes as, as, as the majority of the players, but that influence and what those younger players coming through at Rangers Football Club to learn off a, such a great professional like Jermaine Defoe is, is fantastic. Well, I explain the rules now. No, next time we'll do it. <laughs> Darren, thanks. Darren, thanks for joining us tonight. All the best. No problem, mate. Thanks very much. Cheers. And Joe, good luck to you. Thanks for joining. And uh, yeah, so you, and probably with Darren, you're going to enjoy that amazing four-ball experience at Mar Hall Spectacular 18-hole championship, Earl of Mar course. So hopefully you'll do that in the new year, in the better weather. Yeah. Cheers. Thank you very much. Cheers, Joe. Joe. Thanks very much. Great. great. Well, we listen. We're a fledgling radio station. (laughs) That's that's kind of like that's my feel feeling like you know when I when I never said I never lifted a trophy for the uh, as captain or that. It's been a bad night. night. I'm not going to be able to get that out of my head now for the next. (laughs) (laughs) Been emotional night. We think you've been on fire as well today. Yeah, it's great. Interesting talking about the Rangers and Celtic. I've I've made a note because I was thinking about it today when they're so close. Rangers played first on Sunday. Yeah. Up at Ross County, got the points the board Celtic stumbled this weekend's the same Rangers are at Tanadice I think at noon or 12-15 yep. yep. Celtic play in the afternoon the following week Celtic are in the Scottish Cup final so don't yep. have a game yep. Rangers have a chance to put more pressure mm-hmm. yep. Boxing Day Rangers play at noon at home to Hibs mm-hmm. Celtic later in the afternoon away to Hamilton so it just seems as if everything's set up nicely to continually keep putting the pressure on Celtic isn't it so ultimately they still have to win the games but if Rangers keep chipping away and keep putting them under pressure It'll test her character, yeah. that's for sure. And, and even and even when I think it, when when Celtic did have the earlier one, was that not the four one against Motherwell? Or and, and then and then Rangers come they out did. And, 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 they and, and that was in the Tom, Sunday. That's right, eight nil as eight well. Nil so <laughs> at yeah. the moment, it doesn't really no. matter which way you yeah. look at it. Rangers have just come out and done the business, which is at times can be soul destroying mm-hmm. if you're trying to claw back points. Yeah. So the headlines last night and this morning, the Celtic board say we're staying with Neil Lennon. We will review it in January if we have to, but the next seven games are crucial. And this was Neil Lennon after the defeat. Um, at the, well, it was a draw at the weekend, and uh, this is what he had to say. I think we looked a little bit tentative at times. No real speed in our play. It's psychological. There's no question that you know because you know there was plenty of vibrancy about them on Thursday night. 
but they seem to be struggling a little bit here for some reason. But we, we had a couple of good chances, Tom Heder, Olsen's in. You take one of them and then it might settle everybody down. But even second half, we had good control, missed another few good chances, but we're not playing with the tempo that we associate ourselves with at the minute. And, you know, it's a collective rather than individuals. It's a whole sort of ethos of the team at the minute that they're just not executing what we practice. Craig Moore, what are you seeing when you look at Odson Edward now? What do you reckon? Most people are saying, yeah, that they're giving loads of effort, maybe the confidence has gone. Yeah. What do you, he started the season as a £30 million striker. Yeah, and look, again, it it is confidence, and 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 I guess you know the sightings that he that he is getting because he's still getting sightings at goals, but you're just maybe not finishing um, as much as what he previously had. Uh, you know, I think even Neil Lennon touches there in terms of movement of the ball, um, the quickness. Uh, if you don't move it quickly, teams can can sit in and make themselves hard to, to break down. Craig's and you touched on it as well when, especially when Celtic now are coming centrally. Mm-hmm. It's quite easy to to defend against. Um, so the, the the importance of ball speed and really stretching your opponents. Um, but back to to the Edward one. Look, he's a he's a great goal scorer. He's a, he's he'll get back to scoring goals. Um, the sooner for Celtic, obviously, uh, the better for for, the, for them all. But he's a great goal scorer. There's no doubt he's been a shadow of himself this season than what he has been. Yeah. How, how he finished last season from Christmas onwards. You know, scoring goals, link up play coming off because he had that foil he had Lee Griffiths as the nine effectively stretching in behind mm-hmm. him playing as a second striker meant that he could come off and drop into little pockets of space and that's what he likes to do some people like him as an eye like him floating about and playing all over mm-hmm. and then when you consider how teams are playing against him now they're condensing that space all round about him so his movement's not there it, it, it's not the same space for him to go into mm-hmm. to, to dictate the games he's probably not getting as many chances either and that's the excuses for him. But ultimately, if you want to be a £30 million player and you want to get a move, naturally that's what he wants to do somewhere along the line. He's playing one of the top leagues, whether it's in England, whether it's in France, whether it's in Serie A. He has to do more than what he's doing at the minute. The unfortunate thing is, though, Craigs, but you talk about any player in that Celtic team at the moment and they're playing massively yeah. below themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, now, as a striker... You, you, you need to be able to get good service, you need to get in those good early positions and make sure that the delivery's there, the work rate, the, the runs. And normally as a striker, you keep making the runs, keep making the runs because you know what, eventually it's going to drop. It hasn't because everybody is so below par at the moment, mm-hmm. so far for Celtic this season. He's not the only one. No, he's not. He's not. What do you reckon? Give us a call 0808 17 17 700. We've got the dates and the times for the Scotland games coming up. Uh, but before we go back to Scotland, Stephen, you slipped something in earlier. Mikey Johnson played yesterday. Um, a 3 0 win for Celtic against Rangers for the they under. They did. Was, yeah. it, was it a Glasgow Cup or was yeah, it just Glasgow a Glasgow Cup game? Glasgow yeah. Cup. They beat them 3 0 down at Tim Barton. Right. And Mikey okay. Johnson played 45 minutes. Uh, he has been there for quite a while, mm-hmm. so I would read into the 45 minutes as just it's part of his comeback. It's not a case of, oh, he's got a niggle or there's a problem. It'll be trying to drip feed him in as much as he possibly can. But likewise, Neil Lennon will be thinking, I need him back in my squad. Yeah. I need a mm-hmm. player like him who can ignite players, who can take men on, it means I can change my shape, go back to a 4-3-3 and I can have out-and-out wingers. Mm-hmm. Because when Ryan Christie plays in the right, he's left-footed, he wants to come inside. Oh, yeah. yep. And when... El Yunusi plays on the left mm-hmm. he wants to come inside mm-hmm. and that's where teams want them to come yeah. but as what I said previously Celtic teams are, were a team who used to go around the outside of people all the time and cause problems 1v1 situations full backs couldn't cope with it they exposed people mm-hmm. and they haven't got that option at the minute so getting him back would be a huge boost because James Forrest still a few months away a couple yeah. of months and that's been a huge blow I know we said in the programme start of the season remember yeah. people were coming on giving him a bit of stick would they be doing that now? 
Uh, yeah. no, sometimes you become a, a better player when you're when mm. you're out of the team. Yep. Uh, and for Forrest for me is um, he's a fantastic player because he can he, he can go both ways. Um, he can score goals. He creates. Um, he's a real handful going forward. And Celtic have definitely missed him this season. Okay, more news on Scotland after this. The Bull Radio Football Show. And don't forget, you can win a signed Rangers top and a signed Celtic top. Just go to our website. OK, you could be winning it, Craig, one of your old... Have you got any tops left? Did you keep any? Uh, yeah, I've got yeah. I've got plenty. Got some crackers as well stacked away, yeah. Yeah, when we see them at the... Uh, when we can all get together again for a, a social... Uh, cracks, what about yourself? Some Northern Ireland I've shirts? I've got loads and loads. I've, kept, uh, I've yeah. kept the loads of Motherwell. I've kept loads of international ones. I think I said to you before, I swapped yep. loads of top international players. It's just, it's just something... In fact, I was, I was up tidying up the other day looking at them it's just, it just bring it gives me a little shiver sometimes yeah. looking at them you know so terrific see Motherwell uh, football club have stepped in and the lights are going on for Christmas in North Lanarkshire yeah, well Motherwell done chairman uh, Jim McMahon and uh, so isn't that great a bit of cheer for people terrific. in Motherwell and Wisher. yeah because there was yeah. a chat this year that they weren't going to get put up and they just felt that the football club thought well we can play our part I think they spoke to people at North Lanarkshire Council they spoke to one of their sponsors Motherwell as well so yep. they've now went ahead and they're pushing it forward so it's great news well done Jim and the sponsors we need a bit of light and hi to James McNaughton listening in in Hamilton young James they're just back doing the homework hopefully and uh, tuned into the Go Radio football show with OPC Energy with his granddad Paul Stephen Craig and Craig Moore who are on the programme so here is the Scotland uh, schedule I'll give you the first few games and see what you think guys so before the Euros we've got Scotland against Austria on Thursday the 25th of March then Israel over there on the 28th the Sunday and then on the Wednesday Scotland at home to the Faroe Islands well the first thing that stands out Steve Clark said it in one of his interviews I'd said it at the top of the programme how crucial it is to get off to a good start because in any kind of group campaign where there's only 10 games, you don't really want to be chasing your tail after, mm-hmm. you know, match day two, match day three. So home against Austria, uh, I think it's a decent start. Away to Israel, that'll be the two tough ones mm-hmm. in the opening patch. Home against the Faroes, because when you have a triple header, the third game can potentially be the draining one for you. So you'd like to think that home against the Faroes, that should be a home victory. So it should be uh, all guns blazing for Scotland against Aus- uh, Austria and Israel against Scotland if they could come out with six or seven points from those three games that would be a terrific start that would be an amazing start it's it's actually it's not the worst start eh, to, no, the, to, no. to the campaign no. um, Austria at home like I said you like to think that you get something out of that game three points would be amazing Israel will know it'd be tough but yeah you're right six or seven points out of that puts you in a really good position mm-hmm. because Getting off to a flight is really important. Mm. It really is because if you start to chase and all of a sudden there's a little bit more pressure and there's a bit more bite from from the outside and the media. Um, well, we can, know. It, <laughs> yeah, no, but yeah. it can cause... I mean, yeah. it's, it's part of part of our jobs to, yeah. to, to discuss that. But Of course, yeah, yeah. A great opportunity no. to start off well. I just meant we've had so many campaigns that started yeah. poorly and we could As, never get back on it. No. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. We, we so the big con- yeah. And the big concern would be that yeah. after those three games in March... If there was negativity, mm. you're then getting into the Euros where you haven't been to a major tournament since yeah. 1998 and there's doubts and people are starting to question, yeah. Yeah. you know, so that's yeah. got to be at the forefront of Steve Clark's mind and the players' mind. This is probably more of a distraction Good than point. anything else yeah. because it is just ahead of the Euros. Scotland would like a clean run now. A couple of friendlies in, yeah. in March, a yeah. couple of friendlies in June. Let's go after the Euros. So it's just a different challenge you're going to have to adapt to. So after the Euros, I'll just run through them. Denmark, we're over there. That should be uh, in, well, we'll be in Copenhagen. At home to Moldova, away to Austria, yeah. and then that's that section of three. So that's a triple header again, Paul. Yep. And they're away yep. to Denmark and away to Austria within yep. those two games. 
so that I think that yep. middle group is going to be the tough one and then double header we've got Scotland at home to Israel who else Faroe Islands against Scotland and then the final two in November Moldova against Scotland and we are at home to Denmark and Craig that uh, wouldn't that be lovely if we were just oh. up there chasing at that point looking for it oh no very much so I mean you know how excited I got when, they, when yeah. Scotland qualified for, for, for the Euros so I mean you, no, I know how important it is yeah. for, the, for the game and to, to see you know Scotland if they could follow up with with what looks like a tough look a tough group but yeah. there's a lot tougher um, so it gives them a, a great opportunity also to qualify for a World Cup which which is what you want to, you know, see the country be able to do, and more importantly, for the players to have that opportunity as well. But it's hard work. Can you imagine if we play Australia? If they're through and we're through, Craig, which boogie bus will they be on then? <laughs> oh, <laughs> Australia will be winning that one. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> right. We've got a caller on. He was brilliant on Friday. Craig is on the line. Um, he's an Australian living in Canada. Craig, good evening. Uh, good evening, there, panel. How are we? Good, thanks. Good, You're straight through to Stephen Craigan and to your countryman, fellow countryman, Craig Moore. Sounds like I'm talking to myself. I'll just, I'll just say, g'day, Craig. How you going, mate? G'day, mate. How are you? I'm just living the dream. <laughs> living the dream. <laughs> Whereabouts in Canada are you living the dream? Oh, mate, I'm in a place called Labrador, which is the East yeah. Coast. It's a very remote location there, so I think so. Uh, it's, it's near to nothing. Yeah. Okay, nice. So Craig, like living in Ayers Rock. Oh. <laughs> yeah, because we asked, and Friday you were telling us. And uh, so, Craig, right, what's on your mind, and what do you want to say? All right, then. Uh, look, this is this is more to do with the end of last season there, when uh, when the season finished early, and there was a whole lot of discussion on re- league restructure and so forth. There, um, proposal was put forward for Rangers under twenty ones and Celtics under twenty ones to play in the actual league. So, starting league two, there was you know, one hundred twenty five k was going to be put forward, guaranteed two hundred away tickets purchased, and a whole lot of other little caveats attached. And this obviously didn't go through; the league didn't get restructured. But I'm just curious. I mean, you guys are involved in football. I'm just interested to see whether or not if there's any discussions, whether this type of thing is still on the table. Um, if if people would be interested in seeing a, a Rangers under-21s and a Celtic under-21s playing in, say, League 2 and working their way up to a maximum of League 1. I, I know on the proposal they said no higher than the championship, but I, I, look, in all fairness, their hearts have been dropped down in, uh, yeah, in, in this season. Yeah. Hips have gone down okay. in the past. I mean, there's, a, there's an opportunity you could go down, so no, no more than League 1, but just gives them a chance for... Yeah. For, for teams like Rangers to be able to have control of their players, uh, same system, same processes, same, same ideology and yeah. culture. Okay. And players like Cammy Palmer, Kennedy, McPake, Leo, uh, Mayo and Kelly, they don't have to go out and loan. They stay in, inside the system. Listen, I was huge for it because I worked at Motherwell under-20s uh, and when I did for, for three and a half seasons, we used to play in the Challenge Cup, which was my youth team, my under-20 team, yep playing against teams from the Championship, League 1, League 2. I know they involved some Northern Irish teams, some Welsh teams and some Southern Irish teams. And my players looked forward to nothing more than the draw for that competition because they got to test themselves against senior professionals. Uh, they got themselves uh, to, to, to play in front of the manager. So all the training was going for something that was a really competitive game. We actually done quite well. and won a few games. We got to the quarter-final uh, one year. Ross County actually beat us when they went on to win it. But the whole process... The problem is there's so many people oppose it in Scotland because the lower league clubs think it's just a Rangers and Celtic thing and they're just trying to promote their young players. I think you have to look bigger and think, okay, development thing. at that moment in time you're developing their players. But if they don't make it at Rangers, they don't make it at Celtic. They've played maybe 50, 60 first-team games in League 1 and League 2. So you're then servicing championship clubs with more rounded players. You're servicing Scottish premiership clubs with more rounded players who have played men's football yeah. as opposed to taking them on loan and thinking, 
what are they going to be like? Yeah. So I, I, I always felt there was more positives towards it than negatives, but then sometimes you get shot down for it. I, I totally agree. I think that you give young, promising players the opportunity to play senior men's football. Uh, I think it fast tracks their development. Uh, you look at countries like Spain, like Germany, uh, like Holland. They they, they have do it. they they all do it. And and you know what? It's not about uh, in Holland Ajax and PSV. It's about the development of players for that country. And I think that it's something, and it's a challenge that we've also had in Australia because younger players don't get enough minutes at a level that is going to actually progress their careers. Correct. I suppose the other issue would be, what I'd said at the time was, if Motherwell and Kilmarnock, for example, had came and put this on the table, it may not have had as much opposition mm -hmm. because it's not the big two. Everybody seems yeah. to think it's about the old firm, it's yeah, about yeah, the old yeah. firm. But naturally, they have the bigger finances. They can attract the better young players. And it's not just club football, it's international football as well. It's producing as many internationals as you possibly can and giving young players, exposing them at a young age and trying to watch and see if they can grow. That's, you know, so, listen, I think you're absolutely spot on, Craig. I think it's a very good point. Craig, the question oh, will be, you. will anything happen? And I suppose there are smaller clubs in the lower leagues who are hoping to get in, Stephen. Uh, they want to, let, let's say, Kelty Hearts, for example. Lots of teams, uh, the way it is now, you can come up from the Highlands, yeah, you come from you the can. lower leagues. Uh, and I would imagine they would, they would oppose it. Well, they would, but what they would be against it, do you think? Perhaps, yeah. yeah because it's two places that maybe stopping them getting in. Exactly. Listen, you look at the clubs in the lower half of League Two yeah. who are just fighting to survive. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and you look at East Sterling who dropped out, Berwick Rangers who have dropped out of the yep. and they don't look like they're gonna come back. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. certainly in the near future. And I know East Sterling have got a decent team this year, it'll be tough with Kelty Hearts and East Kilbride and yeah. them all spending money. So it's almost like Turkey's voting for Christmas, really, yeah. isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You know, they have to be careful that they don't vote themselves out. However, it would be nice sometimes if we could just open the blinkers and think what's the best for the greater good of the game as yep. opposed to one little club. And yep. and I'm always, I'm always, and I take a lot of stick for it even, even back home, you know, because I understand sometimes the, the, the politics behind things. And yep. for me, it's, it's come up with a solution um, that is in the best interest to develop the whole of the game. And I think that if you can get everyone to buy into that, then Scotland and the players that you'll produce and, and whether they, they start at Rangers and Celtic and then end up at a Motherwell or Kilmarnock, mm -hmm. they're going to have a well-polished, educated football that's player. Right. That's that's my point. Mm -hmm. Craig, thanks for calling in. It's a big day here in Scotland and the UK with uh, the vaccine. I see it was uh, Margaret Keenan was the first person, 6.31 this morning, and then it was a William Shakespeare who uh, yeah. got it as well. So stay, stay safe over there, Craig. Craig, have you got a message to your other, your fellow countrymen just before he goes? Oh, mate, no. Uh, it's Craig. Oh, you, yeah. Me to you or you to me? Well, you give me Craigs. one first. Well, they're both Craigs. Yeah. Well, I'll just tell you something real quick. Actually, I've got a assigned Rangers top at home there. Actually, I've got Tony Bidmar. Yeah. Dig the advocate was a manager. Yeah. I actually sent a few tops over to Vidi because I worked for the SA Soccer Federation and, and I got them all signed up. So I've actually got a, a top that's actually got was all signed up by the team. But Craig, you're on you're on that shirt. Oh, I'm going to say I'm on it, or you saved me the best spot for me to sign it. You're on it. No, on you, it. no you, you, signed, you signed it there, buddy. <laughs> Craig, thank you so much. Uh, an Australian there on from Canada and tuned into the Go Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited. Can you believe we're into the last couple of minutes? Uh, good luck to Leanne Crichton's Glasgow City. It's tomorrow night against Sparta Prague in the last 32, Stephen. Yeah, 
Listen, they got to the last eight last year. Yeah, yeah. Um, earlier this year. Well, yeah, earlier sorry, this year. Yeah, I know, yeah. And I think it's good to see yeah. that, that the women's game is getting stronger. Rangers yeah. have made investment. Celtic have made investment. Hearts are now in the top flight. Motherwell's in the top flight. Uh, Glasgow City have been flying the flag uh, for the last 12 or 13 years of one consecutive title. So... Um, let's hope they can go and put on a good performance and give themselves a little bit of hope in the second leg and with Anne and Queen of the South and Stranar all in the area of the country in Tier 1 Craig let's hope we can get fans actually back in to those stadia yeah no, nah, yeah. look I think um, it'll be a joy for everybody you know as a fan to get into the stadium and support their teams for players for coaches mm-hmm. for the game of football uh, wonderful and hopefully these restrictions can continue to get a little bit easier um, and we'll see to be some fair great. some fans in at those games could keep those clubs alive yeah. just with the yeah. finances ball two, yeah. three, four hundred people for sure. there's a lot of fans coming in with some paying customers coming in so let's hope you know they all can all flood in and support their local club great point we'd love to see football fans back in because the football clubs have worked really hard on the protocols we hear about it every week from Cy Ferry and Barry Ferguson what's happening at their clubs at Peterhead and at Kelty Hearts yeah. let's get people back in the right way frontline services have to be protected of course they do but let's be part of the solution and not the problem um, we won't see you until Lech Poznan Rangers how do you think that will Should, be well, it'll depend on Stephen Gerrard's <clears throat> team selection but they know if they go and win the game they qualify as group winners which would be huge getting into the next round so a Rangers win quite an incentive a Rangers win Craig yeah look I think it'll be a tough game for Rangers um, but again they'll be looking atop the group I'm going to go with a draw I'm going to go with a draw away from home. And what would you say for Celtic against Lille? What's important? As yeah, what do you reckon? Look, the only thing at this moment in time that is important for Celtic is is winning games of football. Yeah. I, I don't think that's going to change this week uh, against Lille. But um, they've got to show something. They've got to show some positivity. They've got to show energy. Just be competitive. That's mm-hmm. the key bit. Be competitive. On the day when the board said Neil Lennon uh, stays as manager, the seven games to go, that is pressure, but that's uh, that's what people thrive on. And he is a competitor, Neil Lennon. What a season this is. What's going to happen? We'll be with you all the way, including on the day of Rangers against Celtic. Uh, you'll miss nothing here at the Go Radio Football Show with OPC Energy. Thanks to Ali and to James producing tonight. Thanks to Chris on the travel. Tomorrow night here in this very studio, socially distanced, the former Rangers captain, Barry Ferguson we are going to have Simon Donnelly former Celtic star and uh, Rob McLean that's tomorrow we'll see you then at five good night the Bull Radio football show Feel the heat of the game, the crunching tackles, the near misses and diving headers. Feel the drive from the sidelines. Feel the passion of your captain. Feel the celebrations. Feel the last-minute heartache and the penalty save that changes everything. Feel the heat of the game from the comfort of your own home with OPC Energy Limited. For more information on boiler servicing and maintenance, visit opc-ltd.uk.